This is a wee bit of everything. The podcast that explores all things sport and teaching. Hello there and welcome to the A Wee Bit of Everything podcast with your hosts Lewis and Clark. Thanks for coming back to tune in to this week's episode. We really are amazed by all the support we have received from everyone so far. Our partner of the podcast is Premiership Experience who have played a big role in helping us develop. Premiership Experience offer fantastic sports tours within the UK and abroad so be sure to check them out on Twitter at Prem Experience. This is a professional learning platform where we get ideas and insights from like-minded professionals. Our vision is to inspire, to teach and to entertain. So let's get started with this week's episode of A Wee Bit of Everything. Right Dick, how are you doing? Welcome to A Wee Bit of Everything podcast. Um, we've eventually got it up and running after trying to do it through uh, online. But thanks very much for having us here. Um, How's things been? I'm kind of delighted it's taken that long. I thought I was dealing with a couple of numpties here. <laughs> One <laughs> numpty. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're back in the office and uh, I'm looking forward to a bit of chat. Hi, no, I'm uh, looking forward to it as well. Um, so we'll get started off then. Could you give us and the listeners a little background information on your career to date as a player and as a Jesus. Have you got, <laughs> got five day. years? I've, I've, got, I've got two weeks off, so... <laughs> well, like it started off in 1969. Uh, oh, yeah, I come from a family, um, three brothers myself. We all played football. My big brother, God bless him, a captain in the army, he played for the British Army team. And my brother and I, Ian, and uh, my young brother Duncan, he played for the school team as well. But Ian and I played for Town Hall, along with Leishman and Raymond Allen and People love the likes of that, Rob Russell and all the boys. We won the Scottish Cup. Right. And uh, no, I was under under fourteen, under sixteen. Um, I was a striker then. Would you believe it? I scored one hundred and three goals, and my brother Ian scored eight to eight. I think Lee scored a goal. Uh-huh. Delighted with that. But I scored <laughs> in the cup final, and then that kind of got me in the know way. I was well, um, you know, a few clubs wanting me. I went down to Liverpool. Uh, Leeds, I was going to go down to Leeds but that didn't work out right but uh, I ended up signing for Dundee United and uh, I'm a Cowboys boy I went to Hillaby school but I'm a Cowboys boy and, um, I didn't have a big family there's uh, seven years I didn't like, uh, my shipwright betrayed I served my time in Rosyth Dockyard and um, went up to Dundee and stayed there. That's where I become friendly with Walter Smith, and we've been best friends ever since. And really, um, I was homesick. Left Dundee United after a year. Went down to Cowboys. Played there for five years. Uh, Come out my apprenticeship. Went to Dunfermline. Enjoyed my time there. Left Dunfermline. Went to Ross County. Would you believe? for the money, mm-hmm. which is a strange thing to do then. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I had a couple of years up there with, uh, with them, uh, won the championship and then went to Brecon actually, would you believe it? And then it was, they were the fondest days of my football career, playing at Brecon, I loved it. So what position was that then? Sorry? So what position were you playing? I was a midfield player, uh, 
Ian Delsney, uh, my brother Ian. I wasn't a, I, I think I was a, I wasn't a great football player, didn't get me wrong. I didn't treat the game with respect, I'll tell you that. I didn't, I smoked at the time, but as you all know, I've had cancer since then. I've never had a fag for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a smoker then and I liked a pipe and I didn't treat the game with respect. Was that um, quite common then? But uh, I don't know if it was or no, was it to no? be fair, Lewis. It was terrible for more me. I'm a far better. Never. I treat the game with far much more respect now than I ever done in my life. And I wished I had have done because I would have extended my career because I wasn't that bad. I was a, I was a reasonable player. Aye. But you're better than somebody else tell you how good you are and all the bad you are. So anyway, like, uh, in between times I went back to the dockyard and worked as a player, bought a pub and bought our pub and, and all that sort of stuff. And finished my career with Breakin, become an assistant manager with John Ritchie. Uh, looked as if went into the Largs which is an interesting one for us because um, Craig Brown and Andy Roxborough uh, I remember my, my chairman at Breaking City was uh, the president of FIFA right. called David Will mm-hmm. right, and a lot of people don't recognise or don't take on board uh, that David Will was the chairman of Breaking City but he was also the president of FIFA mm-hmm. And I always remember him coming to me at the end of my career and he says to me, Dick, would you, um, would you give a bit of thought to uh, not retiring and come and take a reserve team? Mm. I says, oh, you can stick that up your arse. I'm not interested <laughs> in all that sort of stuff. From, uh, uh, nobody had to motivate me. I motivated myself. Right. I says, why, why would you ask me that? He says, well, Andy Roxburgh and Craig Brown have been on the phone and said to me that... Uh, they would like Dick Campbell to come down to the training. And my chairman says to me, well, we'll pay for it, Dick. And I says, oh, um, where is this? It's down at Largs. Uh-huh. And there was a big article in the Daily Record that week that Largs was the busiest town in um, the west of Scotland. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, oh, that'll be me. It's a week's holiday. That's <laughs> how I went down to start it. And then the rest is, honestly, boys, history. I go into that situation. And uh, apparently did all right. You know, you talk to Archie Knox and Walter and mm-hmm. Craig and all the boys, they seem to think highly. And, and uh, not fun. only did I pass my, my badges, the, I went, I was never ever a guy to, to even think about that. My twin brother Ian was like, you guys, he's a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. He was more likely, as it happened, I actually ended up putting him through his badges, <laughs> right? So anyway, that, that happened and then... Uh, uh, the first year after I passed all my badges, I got invited onto the staff. Now, the staff at that time were Alec Ferguson, Wally mm. McLean, Tam McLean, Jim McLean, Archie Knox, Walter Smith. I mean, people of that album, mm. Jockey Scott, Jimmy Bowen, Alex Smith. Mm. And they got this reserve team player for Breakin, mm. you know. And it's very intimidating, but as you can tell, I'm not really an intimidating type, type of guy, you know. Uh, and the rest is history, guys. I um, uh, I went there and I was there for 23 years. I ended up doing the, the assessments at the end. Uh, I loved it. I loved it then. Uh, just something happened and, and then that, they never asked me back. They didn't, you just get older, don't you? Mm-hmm. But that, that, in a nutshell, as you can see what happens in here, we're not dependent on football. Yeah. And any club I've went to, Nobody will ever do what we've done, boys. Bringing three clubs up, two leagues. Mm-hmm. Three clubs, no one. Mm-hmm. We've done it with Breakin, Forfar and Arbrose. Mm-hmm. 
We've got Dunfermline promoted. We've got Barbie Thistle promoted. We've won. We've won ten promotions. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so just. So, 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 so
John, did you hear me saying big lad? Did you hear? <laughs> and I said to him, what the fuck are you giving me an opinion for, you know? <laughs> uh, so that's how you deal with all of that sort of I stuff. I just can't make it in the computer. Aye, kind of within reason, of course. Aye. But there's one thing I always do, Clark, when I walk into a dressing room, people know there's a time to work and a time to play. Whenever I walk into a dressing room on a Saturday, there's total silence. Mm. He's got that presence. That's respect. So, like, moving on then, a wee bit kind of to do with your current uh, role now, our growth. That's obviously your most recent job and obviously you're still there, so how's it going there now? How's, how's the season well, going? It is, it is pondering on unbelievably happy place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the superlatives that are getting, that are getting not, uh, mentioned are, first of all, we've almost doubled, more than doubled the season ticket. Uh-huh. We've, uh, we were bottom of my first game in charge at Arbroath. We were beat 3 0 off of Derek at the second division. They were almost off the bottom of the Sporting Post, mm-hmm. right? That's how bad they were. And I said to my brother, What have I done, Ian? What have I done? And I've watched the club grow. Um, it's a great club in terms of the people. But every single member, uh, my chairman, and the noise directors do a bit, do a bit. There's, nobody doesn't need anything. It's a clean place. They get paid every week. They get bonuses every week. I don't treat them with any disrespect. The pitch is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough place to play, though. Correct. The players want to, uh, and and the good thing is seriously about Arbroath is um, I have always I come out with a cliche three or four years ago. They asked me where I want to take this football club and I said, I just want to be the best part-time team in Scotland. Now, at the moment, we are, right? But there's nobody ever stayed up in this league three years. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal this year. Mm-hmm. The club itself are fantastic. They've got a new um, hospitality area. You want to see the place. Walk into the airport. Come up, boys. Have a look at it. It's mm-hmm. a sensational place to, to have a day. What's it? It's big. They're both smokies, what are they like? Oh, they're magnificent. Good. So you yeah. get them at oh, half time, oh, instead of a bye. I put them on about a toast. <laughs> is, that, is that what double the season tickets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put, put them on a roll. I'm desperate to try them. But they're the, it's just a lovely place to be. Um, uh, I have no any issues with it whatsoever. We'll need to come up and see it. You will. Um, Aye, definitely. Got to so, watch a game. Aye, definitely. So, within, within the league that you're in now, is they're both the only part time team then? Aye, for sure. They're all full time. Um, that's what makes it so so um, unbelievable that we're, I mean, seriously, we're in the, we're third place now, we play Raith Rovers on Saturday, Raith Rovers are potential, what's the difference between potential and reality is realising the potential, mm-hmm. does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Everybody says, what's are their potential in this, in reality, I'm telling you what the difference is, is realising the potential, we wouldn't uh, I, I played Morton last week and I, and I had three players who were normally playing my team. David Gold, Nicky Lowe and Joel Nobly. Mm-hmm. They weren't all unavailable for any reason. And I said to my brother, I said, well, we're missing our three good players today. And I still think we should have beat Morton. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fluke what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But just keep your feet in the ground and settle yourself down. And, you know, I've not got any airs and graces. I've not got any mm-hmm. superstars up there. Um, it's just a lovely place to be. See, see in terms of obviously because it's a part time club, do these players, do your staff, your coaches, not give them like programs to follow in terms to keep their fitness up when they're not 
Training. How many times a week do you train? We train twice a week. Right. Um, Are they expected to do it over and above that out with? Lewis, the game's sort of changing now. When Aye. I was younger, we, we would have three months there, close season. Mm. You could put on a stone, you know, see now. You only go three or four weeks. Aye. Players are starting now and I've never been in their life mm-hmm. because of what they eat. Going to the 10 pints on a Sunday, these days are all finished. Aye. That doesn't happen. And the players, in fairness to my brother Ian, he's in charge of that side. Um, all we do is we've got, a, we've got Kevin there on the sport uh, side. He does all the warm ups and all the rest in sports science. And Craig Reynolds on the physio side, he makes sure they do all the stretches properly mm-hmm. and all this. We're not a Mickey Mouse team. Aye. We do everything properly. Yeah. But where they, I mean, we play five or six every night. Mm-hmm. You want to see the tempo of the five or six right. and, the, and the work. That develops you. See, if you've got a net up and a floodlights, Aye. what would you want to do? You want to play football. I've never seen this uh, uh, Neil Lennon stuff passing walk. Neil played the game like Aye. that. Neil with that brilliant attitude towards that. But he had to work when he had to work, but mm. he wants to see the effort that yeah. we put in the training. And there's nobody this year, all the full time teams, including Commander in the last game, looked fatter than us. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you do like one touch in the fire side? We'll do it with condition. We'll do um, one touch, two touch, got to get it wide before you cross, play a one, two, or four, you cross, two for a header, and then condition it. Uh, ask the question. But John Young takes the games and. and uh, that's, just throw in a case of Diet Coke and a box of Mars bars. It's no rocket science. We're, we've got great, great, great. I keep saying enjoyment as well, but do not it? Oh, um, honestly. You can try and make stand, it all this. I could stand up there and do one-liners for an hour and players slaughter every one of them, you know. And, and they love it. You know, they love it. Um, but I've got, you know, last night's training session I thought was fabulous. And I'm, I'm not unhappy. I'm not... Uh, look... Settle yourselves down. We're, we're doing well, mm-hmm. and the, the goal is to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. And we're well and bad and out for doing it. But I'll tell you something John Ritchie, who we lost, yeah. who was my best pal, goalkeeping coach, John always talked about one of the times you're going to open that door and get the custard pie Aye. right in the curtain. As soon as you start to think you've arrived, mm-hmm. Aye, that'll no right, happen. Isn't it? I'll not let that happen. Try to stay level. Exactly. exactly. We're back above it, right? Aye. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that. Was it you say, Clark, don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low with the lows? Ah, that's true. Nobody's made come up with that, but I've heard somebody saying it somewhere. Um, that's true. But you te- well, it's obviously we are PE teachers, so there's a lot of kind of skills that are like between teaching and coaching, like organisation and motivating people. So, so, so you're kind of looking at the game on a Saturday in particular, how, how do you get your best at your team individually and then, and then as a team collective? Well, it's interesting because my twin brother's a PE teacher. And... Uh, PE teachers are, are normally uh, straight up doing guys, fit guys, look after themselves, quite boring bastards to be honest, but um, <laughs> they are, uh, they, uh, it was my best uh, subject at school. Come out with the night and you'll find it. No, see all the PE teachers that played the senior football were always fat. Mm-hmm. How do I motivate my players? Oh, the biggest, uh, biggest motivation that I have got is I'm the guy that picks a team and I'm the guy that plays you and I'm the guy that doesn't play you. Mm-hmm. So your biggest motivation is team selection, right? But you're equally, where I come from, where, it's not a secret, boys. 
I, I speak to a lot of managers. Yeah, I must have a bit of respect for or they must have respect and, and they'll phone me and they'll ask me this and ask me that. See mm. the important thing about team selection. The biggest power that I have in this football club is the power of selection. Mm. It doesn't matter what happens, what you do, what you've done, what you did last week, what you did in a reserve game. My biggest power, and I can look at them in the eyes and say, tell them why they're not playing. Mm -hmm. But equally, I tell them what they have to do to get into the team. Mm -hmm. Right? And the biggest thing that managers don't do, talk to the players that are not playing. Mm -hmm. The ones that are playing are not going to give you a problem. Right. It's the ones that are not playing. And ask, I've been very lucky in my life, not just my uh, career. Very few people have went in the papers and slaughtered Dick Campbell. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that. Because I tell them the truth. A lot of players talk, talk to, to the players. They'd rather the manager was transparent with them. And oh, absolutely not. But people say, aye, I do this. But they didn't. Aye. I do. Aye. I tell a player before I read the team out why he's, mm -hmm. why he's not playing. And, my, and it works for me. And see it at training. I look at the ones that are not playing. I know just the ones that are on the bench, the ones that are not stripped. Talk to them. Mm -hmm. So I, I suppose when they get the opportunity, Clark, they take it. You know, there's no problem with that. How do I get the best out of them? Make sure they're team members. Make sure that they are a part of things. That's the biggest mm -hmm. motivation they'll get. I suppose I create that competitive environment that I've just kind of trying to get in. Is it starting to happen? You want to see the uh, the standard they work at the training up there. Players try again. They silly tackles and nothing but mm -hmm. work. Well, do you know what I also say to them is don't give me a reason not to play you. Mm -hmm. And the reason not to play you is what I do is I look at a player and I look at him three times in the first half and I do three minutes on him three times. Right. Never mind where the ball is. Just watch that player. Just watch the player. He'll tell you, is he fit? Is he wanting to be a team player? Does he pick up? Right? Mm -hmm. Does he work as hard as he can? Is he a good passer of the ball? Is he lazy? Does he, you know, that sort of stuff. Body language it. in that as well. And, oh, Aye, it, I, and normally, see, normally that's, I got that off of Willie McLean, Jim McLean's brother. And I've so what, so you'll spend, so then in the first half, you watch him for three minutes and then. Aye, three times. Three times. I then, just watch him. Normally, if the ball's up that end, just watch what he's doing. Does he Aye. pick up? You know, is he balanced? Is he coming out uh -huh. beside the bosom? Or is he wanting on the David? Does he run in behind people rather than uh -huh. go and attack them? Is this during, during the game? or During the game. I'm training. I'm training as well, mm -hmm. right. Okay. That's a good tip, actually. That is a good tip, believe uh -huh. me. You'll find. That's, one of, that's, that's, that's what I think of you. It's one of the hardest things, but is when you're observing a classic. That links into teaching is trying to observe and seeing who's who's wearing in their kind of journey or whatever. I was talking to Tommy Wright last week. Interesting. I was talking to Tommy Wright last week. Uh, uh, in our game live in the telly the manager of Kilmarnock and him and I he was sitting beside me at a game at the end of last season and the centre half there the captain uh, for Kilmarnock was the captain of Dunfermline right and he didn't play well right, right. what was his name again big centre half anyway he didn't play well and I says to Tommy right he's a better player than that I'm telling you now, he's a better player than that. And I was talking to Tommy, and I was talking to the player, but I was talking to Tommy, and I says, by the way, I see you signed him. He says, oh, you know what's stuck in my mind, Dick? You said to me, with 10 minutes to go, oh, he's a far better player than that. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I spoke to him after the game, three, you go in the park and you shake hands from him, and he turned and he says, thanks for speaking uh, to the gaffer for my dick. I didn't go out my way to do that. I did that intentionally, but, but you are. Tommy signed him. Aye. Although the boy didn't play well. So he might have done these three things mm-hmm. that I told you and maybe seen enough there to think, aye, it's better aye, than that. It's going to trust your judgment then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, but I've got, I've also got, honestly, Clark, I've got McKenna, O'Brien, Little, Hamilton, Gold, um, Helson, uh, Fraser, uh, Stewart, and they've they've all progressed with the team. You know, maybe maybe two years ago you were saying they'll struggle to play at this mm-hmm. level, but they've grown with the team and got better. And maybe, just maybe. Uh, where I have a problem with them is trying to replace them. Mm-hmm. Trying to get somebody better than them. To come in and... And so, you know, I've got some other young boys here coming and great. Henderson. Aye. Henderson looks a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big uh, Henderson we got for, for Edinburgh. Aye. But they all look as if they've got a part to play in. Mm-hmm. So long as we get that, the Bobby Lynns and the Garden Swankies and all the boys are great experience and great in the dressing. Mm-hmm. What a laugh we have. Aye. What a <laughs> light mixture between... Oh, what a laugh we have. Seriously, the wee boy Messi, the wee boy Fraser Parks. Oh, honestly, we ripped the shite out of every single <laughs> And he loves that. You know, he takes it well. It's a big... Uh, Where did you sign him from? We signed him for... It was a... Uh, David at Livingston gave me, we've got a good rapport with Livingston, right, okay. David thinks that uh, he wants his players to go part-time, mm-hmm. because if they, like say, I get I get Livingston players first, Aye. and what it is, they come up to the, uh, they go to Livingston the Monday morning and do all their fitness work, right. all their speed work and their <coughs> strength work, and then they come to me, and then on the Tuesday they do their sprint work, uh, then a Wednesday they get off and a Wednesday and they come and train with me Wednesday night mm-hmm. and then they go back to Livingston Thursday and Friday. Is this so it, well, this is loan players. Loan players. So he sends the players up to me but it lets him get a look at them but he knows that they're getting well looked after. Aye. Aye, aye. So he gave me the boy Nubly. Brilliant. Aye. What a player. How many? He's scored a few things there, you know. He scored six. six. But McKenna's scored seven. Right. McKenna's, he's 30 now. Aye. Uh, they just, if you get them to do the basics and I mean, Tam O'Brien's the best centre half in the league. Mm-hmm. He's become the best centre half in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never said that. It was uh, Derek McInnes that said that. Right. Said that, huh? And uh, <coughs> Ian McCall said that as well about the laddie. But he's a he's a welding inspector in Rosario Dockyard, mm-hmm. and uh, he's on a good wage we had, so it's going to cost a right good packet to pay oh. him, you know. Aye. So he loves playing where he loves to play, you know. Think, do you ever get interest from like? Kind of clubs in like the top division and stuff like that. I've had the interest for players, Have but uh, what is your thought on that? Then do you think they like would do you think it's worth their career for going up there and potentially getting a, a start in well, the first team? I or, think if you're twenty, because I could go two ways. I think if you're twenty, twenty-one year old. Aye. I mean, the Nicky Lowe's are nineteen, yeah, twenty-nine. How old is he, Nicky Lowe? I had Nicky Lowe. He's twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. I had Nicky Lowe when he was nineteen. Aye when I was manager at Forfa. Yeah. And you never forget, Aye. you know, if I was to go through all the teams, uh, if I was uh, to go through, Johnny Russell, for example, mm-hmm. is in America now, but if you had to go through all the teams uh, that I've had players for, uh, 
it's fantastic. I totally believe in the loan system. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe in football clubs who are wanting more money for a loan player than they're paying them. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing in football now is that the state of Scottish football, we've not got any reserve games. And senior teams, I don't believe in the... Uh, well, Rangers and Celtic are wanting to go down that road with their B team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no the same amount of players available now compared to what there was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe in the loan system. They need to go back better than mm-hmm. what they were when they came. Mm-hmm. And, and it works yeah, for us. It's fair on the players as well, isn't it? Like, it's, it's, you can just squander their career away just sitting there. And uh, Hamilton come for, uh, um, Hamilton came to Livingston last year for us. In January, he scored nine goals. So in effect, literally kept us up. Aye. And that's what all we need to do. That's... It's just a fantastic place to mm-hmm. We've got a testimonial coming up for Bobby Lynn. It's sold out within yeah. four hours. Really? So the whole the thing's sold out. What's the capacity? Sorry, club. So what's the capacity of the stadium? On the stadium, six and a half thousand. I've had some good crowds, but I'm saying Bobby Lynn's testimonial. I got advertised on a Monday morning and it was away by four o'clock. Right. 300 sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're now going to have to have a second one at the club. Oh, really? How, yeah. how much are you for a, just like a ticket to go and see them on a Saturday? To watch us? Aye. Well, be 16 quid to get. But the hospitality day at Parkpost is fascinating. Aye. You want to see the new hospitality? I'm sure they are. They've put six cantilevers out, they've doubled the size of the... It's f- oh, they started. I, do, I, go up every, every, I go up every week telling Aye. the team and why I'm doing that team. And, mm-hmm. and after the game, they slaughtered me and I slaughtered them. <laughs> We've got a great rapport with Aye. everybody. So you can see what's coming through. There's a, there's a magnetism. Aye. That magnetism goes into my players. Uh, you, you think of the, from a team point of view on a Saturday, to put a lot of emphasis on your team talks before and kind of well, timing that, <laughs> that changes a lot of the game. Doesn't it? Here's a story about it. Here's a story. I lie in my bed in the Saturday. I lie in my bath on Saturday morning before I hear my poached eggs and toast right. And I pick a theme. And my head. The day I'm going to start to be claps head, I'm going to start doing the claps hair still. So my theme, that'll be my theme, that day. Uh, and I stick to it. You just want to shake the team talk right about that? Hilarious. Honestly. <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. I mean, I could, I could literally sit here for two hours. What he's one off the cuff for the, for the listeners about his hair. Because they can't see it. They're like, Clark's been in doing a wee chat with me in the office and all this stuff. And obviously we're not going on the telly because nobody wants to fucking look at that. <laughs> so the council have made a mess here and they're not prepared to do it. That sort of stuff. And it's, it's really it's hilarious. Like, see, we, uh, it's a great story we have. Uh, we, uh, Nicky. Right. Well, we, Nicky's got a syrup, right? He's got a wee syrup, a fig, like, right? The last, the last thing you want is... And he say nothing, gaffer. You know. <laughs> that means you're going to say something. Get yourself in here, by the way. I'm telling you now. See if any's in mean, your shoes polished or anything like that. Just get a fucking hood of that wig and it'll get a wee bit. Oh, gaffer. You then need to say that. Fashion yourself up. So, but the, 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 the other one I would say to you is um, you've got to come back with a positive if you're taking a piss at somebody Aye. just get into them after by the way sell up a figure no I'm telling you some you can win the game for us today sort of stuff can I also say to you <clears throat> this may answer your question more clearly um, I was a manager of the 
fourth war, obviously, before we went to Arpo. Mm-hmm. And fourth war war on St. Valentine's Day, the year we won the championship, were 10 points in front of us on the 14th of February with nine games to go. And I learned something that day. We got beat one nothing. We missed a penalty and hit the first choice. So that made them 13 points clear on the 21st of February with eight games left. And do you know, for me, it's the best team thought I've ever done. Was it? Post-match. Post-match. I'm usually good before the game. Um, before the game, it's fucking hilarious. I'll, I'll tell you a story about it. I went in there with one of them. I said, hi, everyone. He's looking at me. Hey. I'm doing their bits. Look at me. I'm telling each and every one of you. Now they were expecting a doing, you know, for letting in a sub goal. I'm telling you now, make no mistake about it. You play like you played today, but you will win that championship. Fucking believe me. Aye. We won the last nine games. I won it with five points. Wow. We won the last, Aye. I'm telling you now, eight games I think we won and drew one. We won it with five points. And see the players, it's Dan O'Brien's and Michael Littles know how to say that. What, from being 13 behind? Yeah. Oh, they're 13 behind, eh? We were 13 behind. And then you came back and we, won it by five. We won it with four. Well, so who was that you beat? Forfa fucking shit herself, you know. Eh? Well, so who was that that was top at the time when you were second? You, so who was top of the league when you... Eh, uh, Forfa. They were top of the league. Right. But they went further ahead. They went to and 13 points clear with eight goal. games right. left, 24 points. Couldn't have, I think they won two games. And we won eight. And on the bounce. On the bounce. Jeez, and then oh. we won the championship. And, and I'll tell you something else. That's incredible, isn't it? Well, it's we were in Magaluf, which Aye. we do is, right? <laughs> Periodically. The Chateau de Pap, right? Um, we're in there and they, um, all the players told us one night, we're drinking them. Uh, Gaffer, your team took you to the first four game was, was fucking absolutely magnificent. I loved it, them in the season. Come mm-hmm. on. Now, said, but you know what happened the last game of the season? Right? We're playing Sterling at Sterling. Right? We need to win. We need to win. Fourth for now, we're on the same points. Right? Mm-hmm. We're two points clear. No, we're two points clear. So really, you don't want to play for a point. You want to play for one. Mm-hmm. Fourth for are up at fucking Elgin or something. And we're at Stirling. So we're already, it's a beautiful sunny day. We've got two and a half thousand there. Right? Mm-hmm. The referee nips in at fucking quarter to three, ten to three. Back, we'll meet you at the game. Uh, the kickoff back. 10 minutes to let the crowd in, right? Mm. Oh, fuck. Well, you're totally motivated. Hi, all right. So he sits back down. Hey, sit down. Hey, shut the fuck up. Sit down. Plenty. Up. Oh. Brian Plenty. You know Brian Plenty. Uh-huh. You heard him? Uh-huh. Fucking magnificent singer. <laughs> oh, he's a fucking magnificent singer, I'm telling you. A magnificent singer. No, I tell Plenty. What is that gaffer? Get up there, the gambler, join in, everyone is. Sing the gambler. <laughs> <laughs> what now? I said, now, and sing it with a bit of that. Well, he's no start singing it. And I said, do, 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 but that just took uh, the, 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 the things that, uh, that we would do and 
And uh, I mean, I could, I could. It's a good team spirit, but there's another one. Listen, listen. Who Ian says to me, my brother Ian. Gaffa, I says, Pink. That's his nickname, Pink. Mm. Pink. You take the, you take the team talk today, just to change it a bit. You know? mm-hmm. So McGuigan, he says, right, boys. I'm Barry McGuigan. Have you seen him? Well, to take his abilities into the dressing room, into the team spirit. Look at the way he defends. He, he, he fucking stops everything. So the cross is coming. Out. See when he's attacking, he fucking attacks. Boom, boom, for base size, no less than. And then she's, she's the pitch, it's the biggest pitch. And I said, fuck it, whoa, whoa. It's not the biggest fucking pitch at all. Ah, it is. I said, it fucking isn't it? So I get up, so I start giving him a wee bit. And he starts giving a bit of shadow boxing to me. So I just fucking gave him one, right? And I had him right in the chin. And he went, dude, right? And the two of us were wrestling, the dude, he and I carry on. You know this, we turned around the way and the players were away getting strapped and that. They weren't the bother earth. Me and Ian were lying about the ground. <laughs> we were lying about the ground. Jesus. But these are things that just <laughs> develop into a team spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I suppose the one before you were about to say, before the game, the team talk before the game, the team talks before the game are, yeah, that was better. are just out of this world. <laughs> Particularly uh, on the players. See, We have a, the players have a ritual. See, any player that comes to the club, they've got to stand up and introduce themselves and they've got to relate to a song. Mm-hmm. And this is your song, right? So we signed uh, Harrison Clark, who's uh, from Newcastle, but he's on loan to, he's on loan to Livingston, who are on loan to us. Fucking long fucking ponytail on that. This looks a fucking hardy bastard, can you? <laughs> anyway, uh, and Newbury. So Tama Brown says, Right, Gaffer, introductory song for the new boys off. Come on then, let's go. Was there a problem? Just Harrison clap, no stoned up, and give it a. Some honestly, what's it? Aye. I who have nothing. I can't even make nothing. Honestly. What a good singer, then. The fucking point. Go on yourself. And he was going round every. He was only here two minutes. Aye. Come on. I who have nothing. It's kind of place gone. The place. Ah, fuck. Loving it. And they're like, Nibley. Does he not start rapping? Oh, oh really? Oh, honestly. <laughs> you're like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the sort of stuff that you do. Uh, I mean, Nubly was very complimentary about uh, my brother and I last week on his uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, he did a podcast as well? He did. He said, well, I think it was a podcast. He did a big interview oh, with Tam, with Tam, what's his name? Tam and Stuart Cuzzo. Anyway, he said that uh, he's never enjoyed himself more with a manager than me. Aye, that's good. That's good What's feedback coming for the players, isn't it? Yeah. I've had more, I've had more compliments this year than I've ever had in mm-hmm. all the years I've been doing it. But very few people will, will put the boot into me, really. Aye. I've not done anything to put the boot into me. You know? Aye. Uh, da- uh, Danny Denham came on the podcast to see the He's got Kyle over as well, actually. Did he? Aye, he did. Danny. Did he enjoy that at the forefront, was it? I had to get rid of Danny because he was going to get me the sack. It's fucking simple as that. Oh, really? Aye. Aye, he's brutal. 
Então não entendi. Eu vira. Fiz uma vez, Paulo. Great player. Mas não é Daniel Lefter. Daniel Lefter está a jogar todo dia. Eu não admiro isso. Porque ele não está a jogar todo dia. Ele é um grande player. Muito big pals aqui, meu filho. Nano e Ross. Ele é um grande player. Um grande jogador para nós. But he left Forfar, you know, went back to Livingston for 200 no down a week, mm -hmm. just to be full time. But uh, no, he'll always be, he'll always, my door will always be open for Danny. Yeah, he said the same. Spoke, I think he said it on the podcast actually as well. Right. I think we asked him about managers and that they'd played under and your name cropped up in that one. So. Did he? Aye. You better know he said anything wrong with that. Well, you need to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wee while ago that one, wasn't it? So in there. All good stuff. Um, Right, in terms of your biggest, we'll, we'll look at, obviously you're, you're in quite a, a few areas of work, but looking at your coaching, your football career, what's your biggest achievement and what kind of leadership skills or skills do you think helped you to, to get that? I suppose, I suppose, uh, don't take away the fact that these three clubs coming up two mm -hmm. leagues are the biggest achievements, you know. Um, getting Patrick Thistle up was a, a big achievement getting mm -hmm. Dunfermline Football Club up was a, a massive achievement mm -hmm. you know is that uh, just because of where they were at that point in time well, when they came in uh, nowadays they're quite happy to be in the playoffs uh, when Bert and I were there we had to win the league Dunfermline's a big club from my own pers perspective um, as I get older you would thought your enthusiasm decreases mm -hmm. mine increases aye I have got a I've got a wonderful rapport wherever whoever I work with. Uh, and if you look back in, in my life, maybe I'll ever do that. Maybe I'll ever take three teams up to league. Mm -hmm. uh, so I suppose, as I say, you're better looking. You know, you, you know my my I got a lot of enjoyment out of my charitable work that I do. Mm -hmm. My mother died with the dementia, right? And uh, we have a I'm the chairman of Fife Sensory Gardens, uh -huh. which uh, we build sensor gardens for dementia. Right. And that gives me a lot of joy. And, Aye. A lot of, Rewarding. Yeah. I still don't suppose that's the football thing. No, but it's still... What you would say to me, well, I got a lot of joy at that. Uh, we've built one. We've built an old folks home in Lumfinans and the garden is somewhere the Elmwood to, to help us. And it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. But to finance it all was myself and my committee and my close pals all raised thousands and thousands right. of pounds to get. Um, I haven't got any. Seems like all the work that you've done has all been stuff that you actually enjoy doing, but it's a lot of oh, people end up to I, I wouldn't end up in jobs that they don't like and all that, but it seems like it's been something that's Aye, kept you I going. Do, and I do, um, uh, one of the biggest things that you'll get is, is people don't respect enough their staff. Mm -hmm. I've got... My friend Billy Ian and uh, John Young are exceptional guys. Mm -hmm. And Rob, big Rob is. Um, you know, I was a guy, his wife says that it was only Dick that could get him to go into coaching. Mm -hmm. He's a fascinating guy. But the, the, the other three guys are, are magnificent, you know. Yeah. The saddest thing that I've done is lost uh, my best pal, John Ritchie. Mm -hmm. uh, never a day goes by that I don't think about. I miss him so much. Mm -hmm. um, but... And said he was a goalkeeping coach. He right? was my goalkeeping right. coach. And then Rab took his Rab was in the goals at the time. Right. But Rab had come to his 42, 43 and had other Rab. had other crops to sew and uh, I convinced him to come to me now. Right. Now he, he just 
kind of get up to shut up. He's Aye. magnificent. What a <laughs> magnificent goalkeeping coach he is. Uh, I, I, boys, yeah, I'm the wrong one to ask what what I have achieved. You're mm-hmm. better than other people. Yeah, tell you. To see. What do you think the most kind of common? What's like the the kind of common theme then between obviously getting those three clubs promoted? What do you think the kind of common thing is that helped that when you were? Oh, there's absolutely. Do you think no that mainly no, relationships? The, the, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing for them all, and Patrick to the Landon film. Hi. Is the rapport I have with my players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that taking them in the Premiership? Or was we, were, we were five years in the Premiership. Bert and I had Dunfermline up there. Did you? Uh, we had great days. We had a great record at Dunfermline. But the boy Yorkson came in and sacked us. What, years, what year was that again then? That you were 91 was it? To, Nin- 91. 91 to 98 we were. Or 93 to 2000. Right. And John Yorkson came in and, and took, sacked us. They went and lost... 10 million pounds what, what was the reasoning behind that then? I don't know but the first uh, meeting they had it was in the minutes that I was not John Yorkson's man right. he wanted leash mm-hmm. right. and then it didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> that's history isn't it Aye. But, uh, so what was it like managing the Premier League then against all the kind of top teams oh, I always remember one time we played Rangers and drew 1-1 Dick Advocate says congratulations to Dick Campbell they're the best coach side I'm not kidding, it was like backs to the wall, there were no coaching in anything, we were just humping the boy anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, like but uh, Bert Payton, he, he is probably the biggest influence on my yeah. career, mm-hmm. because he would say to me, and this is for all you young uh, potential coaches, is he, I, when I was younger, when I first started, I would encourage uh, confrontation, and that's the wrong thing to do now. And I didn't learn that until Bertie Bertie Payton used to say why should I take a training session Dick's better at it than me but there's nobody better than him remember a football manager only gets 15 minutes on a Saturday to identify your own weaknesses and your own strengths and try and get that across the opposition's own weaknesses mm-hmm. and they're saying he was magnificent at it he could cut you in two you know and he would say to me at the training back off Dick Watch McCarthy the day, Dick. Watch Neil Cooper the day, Dick. Watch Jackie McNamara the day, Dick. He's no on song. Watch Big Toddy back off because I'm ready to say, hey, you know. Mm. And he taught me to avoid confrontation. No, avoid it when it comes. Aye. I can count on my fingers. Seriously. Well, how many times I've had any confrontation with anything. Mm-hmm. I think they're all terrified at me. But I think they respect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two things you have to work out when you're a young coach. Players have got to respect you. If they respect you and they don't fear you, you're soft. Mm-hmm. If they fear you, right, mm-hmm. and they don't respect you, you're an arsehole. <laughs> you've true got well. to try and, <laughs> and get, get the balance. Them right, you know. Um, but I, I honestly, guys, I love. My brother Ian loves talking to players. He's on that manager's rap thing. I don't, I don't do all that. But uh, the laughs that we get, uh, uh, honestly, I could sit here and tell you for two or some of the stuff that we've done at team talks. Honestly, <laughs> just you, any you dare me, they're sitting there terrified, saying, "Oh, it's not me Aye. this week, is it?" Because they're <laughs> just waiting for it. Singing songs, never <laughs> for all. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It seems like a lot of the stuff you're speaking about, but it's quite similar to to teaching and working with. 
young, well, young people in that you know, as well. Obviously, worked, we don't have the, the power Finally, I would think if you've, worked, worked, if you've worked for the people that I've worked for, Aye. I mean, I was 23 years with the SFA, staff coaching. I mean, I put Shearer through his badges. Mm-hmm. And that's not a big deal because Shearer's Shearer. But he was a lovely guy. Aye. I actually assessed him. Mm-hmm. He was working with me for was the he good? Oh, he was excellent. The guy's knowledge of the game must be good. He was excellent and he was a lovely human being. Aye. There's been another couple of paps, you know. There's been a few of them, the big time Charlies, I think they know everything. And that annoys me about some of the books. The ones that have been in the dugout for me, I'll respect. Mm -hmm. The ones that have not been in the pit face, I've made time for them. Yeah. It's the same as, I was listening to an interview with Gerard, he was saying obviously because he played until... He was 36. Who's that? Gerard at Rangers. Ah. I was listening to an interview and he says he's nowhere near ready to kind of call himself a manager. He says he needs his team run about. Ah, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a few on the side. He couldn't do it because himself, because he's not had that kind of experience in years, experience that you need to become a top manager. He says. Oh, yeah, it depends on who you, you know. You, Walter Smith, Dougie Houston. Dougie Houston was the first guy I ever got me involved in it. Uh, Craig Brown and, and Bert Payton are the guys that I could turn to with a phone call. Mm. Honestly, I could just turn and say to him, how would you do this? What he tells a great story. I phoned him up the day before we played uh, Airdrie. To, we played Airdrie to win the championship for mm. Dunfermline. This is why, can you help me? This is the first time that I've played in a big game like this. There's a chance of us winning the championship. Can you tell me what you did when you won the championship? He says to me, quite... Typical why. What one you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. Ah, oh, dear. That was funny at the time. Oh, that's good. You happy? I know, that's good. One more then. Final one from the, the main bit of the podcast. Then, what's been your biggest challenge as a coach and how did you overcome it? My biggest challenge was the cancer. Right. Oh, right, okay. Um, I knew there was something wrong but I didn't know what was wrong. Right. And, um, uh, I've been very, very, very. I was a smoker. Mm-hmm. I used to have a fag at half time at Ibrox and Park right. Eden. <laughs> um, but uh, we knew there was something wrong because uh, we were, you know, we'd been doing and had the, had all the tests and all the rest of it. Uh, we went down, and my twin brother Ian was with me, and my three sons were with me, mm-hmm. and they showed you up the screen. How seriously dangerously to my life the cancer Aye. was. And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I've never ever had a fag to this day, never Aye. wanted a fag. It's a big scare, obviously. The problem was that I, I, you know, you stopped smoking. Uh, and my three sons were crying. And, Aye. and I told them, I said, hey, everyone is, stop it. Let's let's see what the crack is. And I said to the Gordon Brown, his name is actually, he was a consultant. He's yeah. in New Zealand now. He says, well, there's no easy way, Dick. He says, it, it could be two months, it could be two years. Mm-hmm. And my sons were upset and I told them, I said, let's, hey. Well, within two days, they put me in the place and what happened is my kidney. Um, if it was in the middle, I was dead. Mm-hmm. But because it was a cake slice and it was on the edge, mm-hmm. they cut it. Got you. And I've never had a tablet, I've never had a... Uh, I've never had any chemotherapy or nothing. And just last week, uh, and this is not a romantic story, it's a fantastic story. Um, uh, 
every six months I would get what you call a cystoscopy. Mm-hmm. And that would check your bladder for your cancer and all the rest of it with a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down the front and up the back and all the rest of it. You know, so many I've had. Two a year, three a year, right? So during the pandemic, I never ever got um, any contact with him at all. So my wife phoned the hospital and says, like, my, my husband's not been seen for mm-hmm. the 18 months. They couldn't find my paperwork. It was so, well, she was going absolutely, right? So I'm not kidding you, boys. Within an hour, I had a phone call for the hospital. Can you come down tomorrow morning? I said, of course we can come down. It worried me the fact that the hand was So I went down, got the whole fucking shebang, mm-hmm. both checks, all, everything, you know. A week passes. I got a phone call on the Monday. This is a fortnight. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, can you come down tomorrow morning? Oh, I laugh. Here we go. Normally you got a letter to say come down in a month. Yeah. To say come down the next morning, I'm thinking it's back. Okay. It's fucking back. That's the results here. I'm lying in my bed at night. I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with that? Yeah. Who's getting this and who's getting that? I thought I was away. Aye. I did. Goes down to the hospital. I don't know why I'm being so frank, to be honest, but uh, this is actually what happened to me. It's a private thing, so you can word it who you want. Um, I walks in to the urology ward. Who do I bump into? Is my consultant. I'm thinking, no. I'm away. I'm away. Right? And he goes in and he says, Hello, Dick. I says, Oh, Dick, you know, you're such a beer. I says, What the hell's going on, Gordon? Tell me. He says, What's I talking about? He says, I just wanted to tell you myself that um, I don't think there's, we need to see you again, Dick. We think you're cancer free. Oh, man. I like that. I go up and give him a kiss and I cuddle him. I'll jump about. I could have killed him. Aye, and I'd worrying you like that, but aye, I, I thought he was going to say to you, Dick, it's back. And you always think the worst, don't you? I'm no kid, what? A relief that was for me. For your family, so that, that as well, but that that's for me. Uh, would be. Um, How would you stay positive during that, those times, but when it's like, you just obviously good, you've obviously got a good group of folk around about you, I suppose. Oh, well, my that wife's helps. got a major part to play in that. Aye. Uh, and my son's. Mm-hmm. And Ian, Ian, yeah. my brother Ian. And it was a horrible thing for the whole family, Aye. to be honest. And do you know the funniest thing? See, when I got diagnosed with cancer, you know the first two people to come and see me? All the way from uh, um, York, was Jackie Mantamama and uh, oh, really? Simon Dunley. Brilliant. They drove all the way up. They, they drove, it must have been four in the morning or something, they left. Because they're in my house at the back of night. Mm-hmm. And Logelli, uh, the amount of people... That must have had over 300. I must have had over 300 uh, uh, get well cards from all over the world. I don't know how that happens. But one of the fascinating fascinating stories, if I'm not boring you here. No, no, definitely not. I was sent through my work, maybe a couple of months after it, and I got one of the most moving letters I've ever, ever read. Apart from getting all these notes, I was getting. I was getting cards from Tanzania and I was fucked. Who read your story and this and the next thing? Oh, just like going, random people. Aye, ah, right, any, I don't know who they were. 
I'd went down the road. You must have met him. I don't give it. I'll be fine. Magaluf. And you must have met him in Magaluf. So, um, I was like that. Aye. That's just a sort of shaky looking sort of. It's like a 12 year old's fucking letter. You know what I mean? Hi, Dick. Read your story and all the rest of it. Would you be so kind and the rest of it? to contact uh, our friend, uh, his name's James or something, you know, uh, he runs everything in the golf section, he runs everything in the pub, but we all know he's been uh, ultimately given, um, there's nothing they can do for him now, is that, would you be so kind as uh, either send him a letter or give him a phone number and try and give him a lift, because he loves me. Uh, right. It's amazing the people that love me, you know, doing it fucking England, you know, all over the place. I've got a fan base now. Uh, yeah. right? Anyway, I fucking wrote back to him. Saying, James, stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself, son. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can only happen. It's your body. You want them to take away, you want to fight them. Right. So it's like somebody taking the dinner off your plate. You want to take the dinner off your plate, you're hungry. I'll tell you something, make sure nobody gets near it. Make sure you protect yourself and fight the bastard. Right. Right? And, I mean, and it was funny, a bit of funny. Right? Well, you'll not believe it. Maybe a year after it, you know who I do? I'm in demand for after dinner. Aye. I turn down more than I do. I'm not really that. I'm not desperate needing a fucking dinner mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. So. But anyway, you'll never guess where the dinner was. In this place. Pop. Oh, really? In this place. And I just wondered. Was that was just a coincidence that happened then? It was just all coincidence. Um, uh, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I went through this place. Pop. And then. And I went in, honestly, there's a fucking banner the size of this place. There's only one Dick Campbell. I'm like, oh, fuck off. John Gagan's on the way, you know. I'm like, oh, fuck off. The boys were telling me, before they got me in, they just told me the story. And, and, and I had to go and speak to the boy. And he was, he fought it and he got over it. Oh, he was fucking kissing Aye, and gunning And I thought after that, I said, do you know this? That's probably the, the, one of the, the best stories I've ever told. Aye, yeah, because amazing. when I was writing a letter to him saying, because I was getting angry, stop fucking accepting that. No, it's, it's a small world. Aye, that it is, really is a small world. That's powerful. So does the boy, does the boy not tell a story up in, in the hall? Oh, um, can I like John Wayne in it? <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's, what, that's, that's my biggest challenge I've had in my life. That's um, that's inspirational just hearing that. It's a great way to, to round off the, the main bit of the podcast. So thanks for that, Dick. But we'll finish with three quick quick yeah, questions. Okay. So three quick questions, three short, sharp, off the cuff answers, right? Doesn't even necessarily need to link to football. So number one, if you could have a giant billboard anywhere on it or in your hometown, what would it say on it? We're not here for a short time, we're here for a long time. Make sure that you're here for a long time. Aye. Love it. To which people or books have had the biggest influence on your life? Very interesting because I read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Um, some great books, you know. Fergie, probably. I like. Yeah, just because I know him well and, and every, every, every book that he's wrote. I know the stories, but he's just so inspirational, a yeah. guy. Aye, I would agree. 
Final one then. What final piece of advice would you give to a young coach who is managing a club for the first time? Don't, 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 never ask people to do something that they're not capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Get the confidence of your players. They players have got to respect you. And to get that, you've got whatever it takes to do it. But mm-hmm. don't ask players to do something that they're not capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Have you learned from an experience? Many, uh, many times. So many you times. made that mistake. I live and die by that. Aye. Uh, if I turn around and say I look at a function and, and I see him doing a cross and finishing or somewhere and I want mm-hmm. a boy to cross it with his left foot and you maybe do five or six cross, you can't do it. Aye. Stop asking him to do that. Aye. You're getting them doing, you're going down the right hand side, you're getting a you're getting a penetrating pass, you're getting a, you're getting up back and through, you're getting an overlap. Or to get the ball wide and you can't cross it. Aye. Then he asks players today. You can't know, put but the best thing we want to do is don't put around peg in a square hole. Mm-hmm. That's that in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Don't try and force it just because that's what you want to do. Sorry? No, it's like don't, um, don't try and force it just because that's no, what you no, want to do. No, 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 uh, when I was a younger coach, yeah, and I would relate my training to Saturday, what went wrong, you'd be saying, nah, you're not getting midfield players forwards, you're not getting overlaps. Mm-hmm. So, you're working on the midfield and you're working on... Nah, take your time and work on the thing, one thing that night. Yeah. Get that right, then go to something else. Young managers didn't understand. Uh, it's not their fault, but um, I think there's... Uh, I would finally, if you don't mind no, saying, no, I would say to you, uh, for me... You would have to, uh, you have to bring in a rule. The windows was never brought in for fourth first in our growth. Mm-hmm. The windows was brought in for the Champions League. No, if you lose your first two games, that you can't go and buy, mm-hmm. right? That's why it was brought in. You know, no for fourth first and your league. Wales and Ireland don't recognise it. Mm-hmm. The windows. But what I would say now is, um, <coughs> if there's a window for players, there's got to be a window for managers. Aye. This, stop all this shit about sacking a manager after eight games. Uh-huh. There has to be a window. Month of January is yeah. a window for sacking. Mm-hmm. Right? But they all think we're stupid. Everybody in football thinks we're stupid. When's the most popular time? For, well, popular is not the right word. Uh, popular time for sacking managers is March and April. And the only reason to do that is because they're probably having a bad season and they want to sell season tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all think we're stupid. Aye. Everybody thinks we're all stupid, you know, but um, I would definitely um, bring in a window for Sackman. Aye. Brilliant. That's good. Like that, right? All right, boys, I've enjoyed your crack. Thanks, thanks very much for giving up your time. For PE teachers, he's getting that boring, actually. That was all right. I got a good laugh. I'm chaotic. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it. Me. I was brilliant. Enjoy that. Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks again for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you've been able to take something away that you can implement into your practice or life. If you regularly listen to the podcast, then why not leave us a review to let us know how we're doing and where we can perhaps improve. That way we can take action and further develop the Obo podcast. Until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.